0: Welcome to the Love Your 9 to 5 show, episode number 15.
1: And I had discovered this world of online business, and I had built a website to help people study for and pass uh, an exam in the architecture industry called the Lead Exam, and that did very well. And in over a year, it made over $200,000, and I just kind of became known over time as somebody who on smartpassiveincome.com has just been very transparent and open with how I run my other businesses. And I've since then created multiple businesses and sharing the ins and outs of that. Caution, you will begin to love your 9-to-5 with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique
0: strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel
1: Septimus.
0: Welcome to this next episode of the Love Your 9-to-5 show where we help you discover your unique superpowers and find the appropriate application to your professional environment. My guest today Is the author of the Smart Passive Income blog, the host of the Smart Passive Income podcast, the Ask Pat podcast, best selling Wall Street Journal best selling author of Will It Fly, amongst many other things. It is my pleasure to introduce to you today Pat Flynn. Pat, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Yes, I mean, the honor is all mine. It would be remiss of me not to mention that a big part of the impetus for the show and making it actually happen is through your power podcasting course. So really thank you for that. And again, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today.
1: Oh, yeah. No, my pleasure. And congrats on the show. Um, You've been sharing a lot of your success with the show and in our little group that we have. And I just want to congratulate you on uh, just the way it's going. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listening and supporting the show, too.
0: Thank you, thank you for that. Now, if you don't mind, I know I'm very familiar with with your work and you know and all the different content that you create. But can you tell us a little bit more about yourself personally and how you got and started off on your smart passive income journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a father first off and, and, a, and a husband here in San Diego, California. I have two beautiful children and a beautiful wife, and you know I'm so blessed that I'm able to have a Uh, lifestyle that allows me to work and enjoy what I do when I work, but also be here with my family and um, being able to witness all their firsts. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for actually um, the incredible story of how I kind of gotten into online business. It actually wasn't my plan. I was actually somebody who had graduated with a BA in architecture from Berkeley, and I was just so excited to have that be my life, Is was architecture. I was so happy with my job. I, I loved my nine to five until yeah. uh, they kicked me out. And so this was back in 2008, it was actually June 17th, 2008 to be specific, okay. where I was told I was gonna be let go. And to make a long story short, um, nobody was hiring at the time, and I had discovered this world of online business, and I had built a website to help people study for and pass uh, an exam in the architecture industry called the lead exam. And that did very well in, in over a year. It, it made over $200,000 and it just blew me away. And, you know, a lot of people were asking me as that business was was coming up and, and doing well, um, people were asking, well, how did you do that? Like, how did you even survive your your layoff? And I uh, just started to share everything, everything that I learned, everything that I wish I had done differently. And I just kind of became known over time as somebody who on smartpassiveincome.com Uh, has just been very transparent and open with how I run my other businesses. And I've since then created multiple businesses and sharing the ins and outs of that. Some of them work, some of them don't, but it's always a lesson for people. And the interesting thing is, you know, a lot of people hear about people teaching entrepreneurship and online business. And, you know, my story is a little bit different because I actually loved my job and I I had never planned for this. A lot of people are trying to escape their nine to five. Um, So I don't I don't actually recommend uh, for people to, uh, you know, take the position of, oh, just you, you need to escape what it is that you're doing i mean that's that's the answer for some but for many and this is why i love the opportunity to come on the show for many it's you know maximizing your superpowers and the efforts that you have in the work environment that you're currently in um and and my question to people who want to quit their jobs first always is well why do you want to quit your job like let's dig deep into that and a lot of times people realize that you know it's not necessarily the the job that's uh Uh, That that's the problem. It's it's just kind of what they're doing related to that field of work And they want to kind of then position themselves in a way that allows them to do You know something that they enjoy more but in the same place or for the same company and and that's often a very big revelation So that's why I just was really happy uh, to get invited on this show because I kind of take the same position I mean no matter what you do whether it's working for somebody else or working for yourself like why not just love it?
0: Not just why not you you know we we can't have it any other way. It's just too too much of a portion of our life to kind of go wasted and not I agree yeah mm-hmm. and and not actually enjoy it. Now you touched on this point a little bit. Um, there is a big difference, but like you said, between you and and others who find the world of online commerce, and that's because you were you were successful and you were enjoying what you did. So I know that you had to make this choice. They helped you make this choice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, was there a point where you looked back and you said, maybe I should take, you know, you did take architect, architecture online and with the Green Exam Academy, but with, mm-hmm. was there a point where it's like, okay, there's no looking back. I know I have my degree and my experience, you know, in that world, but I see that, you know, I'm going to kind of let go.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Leco thing was was tough because, you know, my parents paid my way through school. I mean, that's five years of education that they invested in me and to go a different direction. I felt like I was you know essentially letting them down and they weren't terribly unsupportive of me in my new direction, but they were definitely pushing me toward sticking with what I had gone to school for. Mm-hmm. When I got laid off, my my dad's first reaction was, oh, well, OK, well, let's make the best of this opportunity. Why don't you take this time off to go back to school and get your master's degree in architecture? And, you know, he was right. I could have done that. But I was just so upset at what had happened. I had done everything the way I was supposed to. I would gotten great grades, gotten um, into a great college, gotten a great job, worked more than I needed to there, got promoted, and I still got let go. So I, I needed to take control for myself. But but even still, like in the back of my head, I was always like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, I, I can always go back to architecture. And I never really understood that I was actually fully devoted to entrepreneurship until I think it was about May or April of the year after I started and my business was doing really well. I was selling a, a several dozen copies of my study guide and practice exams every single day, which was supporting um, my new life as a married man at that point. I'd just gotten married mm-hmm. and I got a phone call. And I got a phone call from my boss, the same one who had actually brought me into his office and, and told me that I was gonna be let go. So it was a really interesting call because when he called, he was very um, sensitive to the fact that I was you know, laid off uh, fairly recently, and so he he, he was like, hey Pat, um, I hope things are okay, how are you doing? And of course I was doing pretty well at that point, but he eventually offered uh, an amazing opportunity to me. He branched off from the same company that, that I was working for and started his own architecture firm. He brought a number of my best friend coworkers with him. He had also offered me a corner office, a raise, and one year's rent for free. Wow! Uh, just to come and work work for him, and the same clients that I had too. So it was like wow. an amazing opportunity to go back to what I was doing. But the interesting thing was, I did not hesitate to say um, thanks, but no thanks, and pass on that opportunity. And when I hung up and actually thought about that decision I made, I started to contemplate why I made that decision so quickly, and I took it as a sign that well, I knew that now I had a new direction in life, and I had a, a higher calling beyond just being an architect. Um, and the interesting thing now is I still feel like I'm an architect in a way, but I'm just designing and building different things that people use.
0: So um, I, design- I'll just cut so in there for a minute. And I, um, I was just listening to an episode this morning on Smart Passive Income, where you're talking to your, I believe it's your web designer and a project manager about redoing your website. And mm-hmm. I, in the nursing home world, I've unofficially been overseeing some construction projects and it's... it's um, It's, uh, I guess, freakish a little bit how similar redoing a website can be to, um, you know, to to, I would just say you're able to see the way that, you know, all the different levels, all the different steps and how similar it really can be. I guess my question is, is there a real application of your skills to your new world?
1: Uh, There definitely is. I mean, in the architecture world, there's a lot of planning involved. Things do not happen overnight. That's for sure. Right. Um, And in the architecture world, especially, I mean, the reason architects need to be licensed is because, well, really, people's lives are at stake, meaning if the buildings aren't designed properly, I mean, they could fall and crush on people, right? So um, the architect in coordination with the engineers, et cetera, um, that all plays a role in the safety of people. And although I'm not building buildings that people can uh, get into, I still feel like I have a responsibility to make sure that the people who absorb my content, who take my courses, who follow me um, are getting the best information to help them structure their life in a way that they want to and to give them the best knowledge that they can get available um, so that they are confident in, in the direction that they have moving forward as an entrepreneur or a business owner. So there's a lot of parallels there. I, I also think I have a specific and certain kind of eye for detail on certain things that maybe other people don't because I'm an architect too. And I also can be a little bit patient. Architects have to be very patient with projects and how long they last. I mean I remember one of the projects I worked on, which was a hotel in Vegas, I mean, I came in in the middle of that project and it was already going for three years and by the time I got laid off, it wasn't even finished yet. So it was like a six year wow. project. And so I understand the ins and outs of a larger project, a larger scale project, but within that, that larger scale project, there's a lot of mini goals and a lot of mini milestones that have to be met. And I think that's very important when it comes to building an online business too because starting a business and creating a project or building an online course or, or whatever it is you're doing for yourself, this is this is stuff that requires a lot of mini milestones, micro milestones, to lead you to the point at which you finally have something big that is useful and and out there, for people. Um, so those those applications are great, and, and and plus like web design wise, I mean I have I'm a stickler for detail in terms of how things look, how things feel, um, and and I think that's a little bit of my advantage as well.
0: Well, so you re- you really are to some extent. You're not doing you're not designing buildings online. But you really are designing you know bigger projects online, plus I'm sure there yeah. are a lot of other skills that you couldn't realize in your previous life that have come out now
1: here's Here's the big difference though you know I have my fingerprint on several different buildings, hotels, and restaurants here in the United States, and nobody will ever know like nobody will know if I were to ask most people for those of you listening, if I were to ask you for example, who built the house that you live in, more than likely none of you or maybe just one of you. Uh, would be able to tell me that answer. We don't even know who built the home that we live in, that we raise our family and that we break bread with our, our our loved ones with, that we sleep in. Yet here I was helping people pass a little exam in the architecture space called the lead exam. I mean, it, was, it wasn't the architectural exam. It was a very niched uh, exam about green building design. And I was being thanked by name. I'm still remembered today for helping people pass that exam because it has helped a number of people get promotions and raises. And so although I'm not, doing something that changes the entire world, I'm helping somebody in in their world at that time. And it just showed me that I could get a lot more recognition for this work that I do online um, and and helping people individually like that versus you know being a a, a job captain at an architecture firm who is actually making really important decisions, obviously, which again, I loved it, I still miss it, but uh, I'm so thankful to be able to feel like I have a deeper impact and a more longer lasting uh, impact in the world that I'm in now.
0: Hmm. Was there that which is really um, fascinating? How you can have, you know, that that direct relationship with the people who actually consume your products, as opposed to you know the architectural world. By the time you're done, you know the, the people who are living there have no idea that you had any piece of the project.
1: Right. Unless you're a Frank Gehry or Frank Lloyd Wright, which you know there are very few famous architects. Um,
0: and even then, does it, the people you know living in those buildings are they really are they aware of who the architects were?
1: Probably not, <laughs>
0: right? Not necessarily. Um, was there a point in your new career or in you know in the smart passive income world where you realized you know this is what I was born to do? Not just letting go of your architecture, but it was I guess it was that five year airport scene that you describe in Will it Fly where you meet you know, a close friend, and this is mm-hmm. exactly where you want to be. Was there a defining moment when that happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- there was a couple, uh, and and they both uh, involved my kids. There was one particular um, moment that's that was really difficult for my wife and I. You know, we had just started out in my new business, and then uh, we had gotten pregnant, which was really exciting and fun, until I realized that, well, I didn't have insurance and my wife wasn't working either. So at this time, uh, when we tried to get insurance for her, we realized that, well, we couldn't because pregnancy was considered a pre-existing condition. And so we were kind of left on our own, and I'm so thankful that um, I had the ability to create a few more products and, and send a few more emails to be able to make up for that money that was spent to take care of my wife and and then our son when he was born, and actually, Um, the funny thing was we did so many things to figure out what we could do, um, threw around a lot of ideas and eventually I had gotten the advice that I could hire April, my wife in my company and have her on a health plan that was through the business and pregnancy was not a preexisting condition in that case. And that was, uh, supposed to be executed on January 1st, 2009. My son was due on January 18th, 2009. Okay, So it was very, it's very close. Um, my wife's water broke on december twenty third two thousand eight ouch uh, so we were like, this is nuts, like we were totally unprepared. we were young we we a uh, brand new entrepreneur, I didn't know what I was doing
0: uh, The, the doctor didn't understand when you said, can we hold off till January first
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh no, and if I had pitched that to my wife, she would have killed me, but um I mean we were so lucky that I had this business that was able to run and and provide income for me. Um, and I could be there with my wife and my new Morden son the whole time um, so so that was huge and then just over time being there to spend every waking moment with him while the business continued to run, I mean, I remember that that hospital trip when we got back home. I checked my email, and while April was in labor, and while all that was happening, i had ma- I generated an extra ten thousand dollars through um through my efforts online at that time, without having to touch anything because wow. it was already automated, wow. and so um, to to have that be able to help lessen the blow of self-pay medical care was was just huge. I mean, we were so lucky, and that that's when I knew, wow, there's there's I, I would not have been able to do that if something was a little bit more kind of traditional in the work sense that I was doing. Mm-hmm.
0: So it sounds a lot of it was kind of taking control of your life. That even if you know the big bad insurance companies might not want to pay. And, you know, and everything didn't work out, but, you know, you were able to be self-sufficient and not have to rely on other people. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that was a big piece of it. Now, I'm sure, I know that there are a lot of, you know, good times, but even just reviewing your income reports, which for the listeners who are not familiar, that's not because I'm nosy, but that's because Pat shares it on the homepage of his website, smartpassiveincome.com, top right corner. And when you click on it, we get the breakdown and I'm used to looking at financials and sometimes I do go through it and see each month, you know, what happened, what went well, what didn't go well. Some months are fantastic and I mean, all the months are are great, but was there any particular event or occurrence that was really, you know, tragic on a business level and something that that really, really did not go well? Uh, Maybe you didn't report it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But (laughs) I
1: I, I share everything that that happens in the business, both positive and negative. And I mean, there there were a number of things that happened. I mean, one time I had invested uh, over $10,000 in helping or or trying to build a software plugin thing for for websites. And it just completely failed because I rushed into it. And the big mistake I made there was I was just chasing money because a couple of my friends who had smaller audiences than me created WordPress plugins that did very well and I rushed into it. I didn't even fully flesh out my idea. I'd actually kept it secret. And by the time I actually spent way more money and way more time and just a lot of stress on this project. Um, by the time I shared it with a few people, the response was was so terrible. Um, like, wow, you spent how much money on this or wow, this can be done already, but. Or, you know, actually the the worst part was people were like, oh, this is a good start, but what if you did this or what if it did this instead or this, 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 this? And I was like, I don't have any more budget to experiment with this. And so that's really a lot of where the origin of this Will It Fly uh, curriculum comes from, which is my method for validating products beforehand. And a lot of that stems down to if you get an idea, talk about it because you can start to get some initial feedback. You can have people poke holes in your idea. You can begin to be forced to think about it differently based on what other people say. If only I had done that, w- things would have been uh, changed. Um, uh, there were another a number of other things. I mean, I uh, was building niche sites for a while. Niche sites are little micros websites that um, have a limited amount of content on them to uh, get to um, high-ranking Google, uh, high-ranks in Google for certain terms, and then, you know, it serves ads. And, and and you know, in my opinion, they're not the best in terms of, you know, how helpful they can be. Although you, you can create really helpful ones. I've created a few that have, still been up and running since 2010 and 2012 that still continue to make money and because they are actually helpful. Um, But I've made an attempt at creating several other ones that uh, weren't weren't so good and they weren't in alignment with really my true heart of actually serving people and helping. And because of that, they just they just completely failed. Um, I actually was going to create an online course to help people. Uh, This was back in 2011. I had been asked because of the success of one of my websites in the security guard training industry to create a course for that. And Mm -hmm. um, we uh, put it together and I was about to click send to everybody. I mean, we were just a couple days away from sending it out. And it utilized some strategies for um, gaining rankings in Google that weren't blacklist or black hat strategies, but were kind of gray for some okay. people, and 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 to me, they they could go either way, and and, and they could potentially be abused. And I was very thankful that Google, uh, a couple days before the launch of that course, came out with an algorithm that completely wiped out one of the strategies that I talked about, and that was just a sign to me that um, you know maybe I shouldn't go down this route if it didn't feel right. Well, I probably shouldn't do it. Well, and so, after forty-five hours of content creation for that course and setting up the sales pages and everything, uh, I went back to my team and I was like, "Guys, I can't publish this. Um, this is this doesn't feel right to me." And so we scrapped it. And so that was a lot of uh, income that was, you know, not wasted. Because I mean, these were both very expensive lessons that I learned, essentially. Um,
0: well, I, I'll chime in as someone who consumes a lot of the content that that you and your team create. I think both of those cases speak directly into what I think what, you know, smart passive income what the Pat Flynn brand is and that is something that screams of authenticity in a world where people are really so focused on, you know, Google rankings on on the bottom line dollar, you know, putting that before giving value. So as painful as I'm sure both of those were and all the work and money that was put into them, I I would say in my, you know from an outsider's perspective that a lot of the success of all the other projects comes from directly from both of those incidents
1: yeah well thank you I, I mean now you know with the software that i've created we've definitely taken a smarter approach and one of my software products the smart podcast players performed very well and people love it and it's making great money and with my online courses now which are directly related to the problems and pains that my audience has that i know i can help them through uh, the results have just been completely stellar. And so I'm thankful that I, like you said, just kind of went through that. Um, I think it's almost a rite of passage for entrepreneurs to have to go through certain things like that to be able to become better entrepreneurs.
0: I've, I've heard that said both ways. I've heard, you know, so, you know we try to learn from other people's mistakes, but it's in, inevitable that we're going to contribute to that pile of mistakes and come out with our own lessons and share those with others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, now, if... um if there are others and as you've made the successful transition from the work that you were doing which was work that you love, but to work now which you know which really seems to be a very great um expression of you if, for other listeners who are out there and trying to figure out you know perhaps they don't love their work as much as you loved your first career or maybe they do but they they're looking to really get it realigned other than asking their boss to let them go are there any particular tools or resources that you would recommend or ideas that you recommend for someone to to be able to take that next step to get closer you know bring their superpowers closer to to a real application in their professional environment whatever it is
1: yeah i mean i i think a lot of it is based on self-reflection first you have to like i talk about in my book will it fly through those initial thought experiments and exercises you have to really understand what you want like what is it? What is it truly that you're looking for? If you are unhappy, because I think a lot of people might not be completely fulfilled, or might seem, you know, partially happy. But you know, to get them to fully happy, we don't even analyze what that might be. And if you don't do that, you're not going to understand how to how to get better. And you know, you're just going to continue to do the same things over and over and over again. And something will be missing. And I think it was Einstein who said that, that you know, when you do some the same thing over and over again and expect different results, uh, that's that's the definition of insanity. And so I, I feel yep. like it's really important to define where you want to be and what your goals are, what would make you happy. And then I love, as you know, uh, these thought experiments. So, okay, if this were to happen, if this were to change, how might um, my life be? Uh, what, what could be different? Would I be happy? And then that's why this five year goal uh, analysis through the airport test and understanding what your superpowers are in alignment with that, plus understanding what patterns have happened in your life for what actually has made you happy. I mean, you can begin to start to piece things together. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to change uh, where you're at. It just needs to change how you're doing with where you're at or what you're doing with where you're at. And a lot of times it also uh, involves experimentation because sometimes you might not know the right answer, but as long as you know that you aren't fulfilled, well, then you know that the right answer is at least try something different and um, experiment and and kind of adjust and pivot if needed.
0: Got it. So there's no button to push. It's actually going to be some hard work and self-reflection.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all want the push-button, easy success exactly uh, path these days, and I think um, that's the other misconception. There's a lot of really good marketers and people out there who ha- hire really good copywriters who will tell you that this stuff is easy, that this stuff can happen overnight, and then they want your credit card. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you without having to pay anything that this stuff is not easy. Um, suc- being Feeling successful in life is not something that comes without a little bit of thought and a little bit of pain and a little bit... Of experimentation but um, you know as I'm sure everybody out there knows this is this is the one life we have to live and so why wait until um, you're 60 65 and you're tired to have fun and enjoy life why not put in the things now although it might be a little hard you know when you think back in your life of all the most amazing things that have happened it was probably preceded with some hard stuff but life's right. most amazing things happen outside of your comfort zone so hey let's get out of your comfort zone and make things great
0: awesome Awesome. I could just tell you as, you know, working in with seniors all day, when when people hit 65, um, many times the imagined retirement never actually materializes when there are health challenges and other social challenges that come into play. So, you know, like Tim Ferris, which um, I know that you're very familiar with, um, you know, let's do those many retirements now. Now, um, I, I know your time is precious. I don't want to hold you up. Before we let you go, um, I know that you you know, are an avid reader and you read all sorts of business books. And it's going to be very hard to pin you down to one particular business book. Um, but but if, if I had to, and you could only list one of them, that would help specifically for someone who's who has a career that's a successful career, but looking to pivot either within that career or maybe start their own business. Is there any particular book that comes to mind that you could recommend that you think would help someone get closer to this goal?
1: Wow. That's a great question. The book that I had immediately thought about, because we've talked a lot about decision making in one way or another, and that you know a lot of us have options. A lot of us want to choose one thing or another, and we're going to, as we choose to move forward and be happy, we're going to have to let go of things, make sacrifices, um, but also prioritize um, Essentialism is an amazing book. And I think in today's world, we need to understand exactly, well, what is essential for us? Um, And so essentialism, what this does is it uh, gives you a challenging exercise to do. And and, and it walks you through this in in a lot more detail and the science behind it and why. Um, But you begin to start placing a rank to the things that you are doing in your life. And one being the least important, 10 being the most important. And so, of course, you 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 can easily make a decision to knock away the things that you're doing that are ranked at like a one or a two or three or even a four. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the things that are 10 and nines in your life, those are very easy for you to prioritize, um, you know, family and and health and and such, uh, because they're just you obviously know they're very important. But the things that you end up ranking six, seven and eight, those are the things that most of the time cloud. What allow us to become truly happy and truly fulfilled because they are there are things that we love to do, but also maybe even enjoy doing uh, and are good at, but maybe necessarily aren't really things that we should be doing. And so it's very difficult to let go of those things, but that that allows you to quantify um, what it is that you could potentially uh, remove from your life in a way that you know is that that you don't have to feel guilty about because you know you're making the right decisions for those other things that are more important
0: excellent i am not familiar with that book but i will definitely have a listen a listen because that's how i consume my books in the car yeah. and uh, that's when you get to play with the play with the playback speed too um thank you so much for coming on pat uh, just before you go if um for the listeners who won't, who have not heard of you and they would like to follow you and see what else you have going on and all your latest projects, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, the best thing to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com and you can follow me there and join my email list and get some free goodies for you. Um, and then also you can find me at Pat Flynn on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and actually I'm making a pretty big uh, push onto YouTube and video next year. If you go to um, smartpassiveincome.com slash YouTube, uh, you can subscribe to the channel and get some uh, good helpful stuff for you. Um, no, matter what, no matter what, even if you're not you know, keen on being an entrepreneur per se, uh, still the skills that you learn to become an entrepreneur are very applicable in the workplace to help you uh, succeed, to help you gain higher ground and also help you stay fulfilled in life.
0: Yes, they definitely are. I can tell you that I, I give out episodes of the Smart Passive Income podcast to some of my staff and we're working in a brick and mortar you know, uh, nursing home. But like, wait, that episode is going to help you with this. And this is going to help you with that. That's cool. Thank you for doing that. Sure. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Pat, for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing some of your time and your experience and getting a little bit vulnerable with us. Um, We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it.
0: I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Pat Flynn and some of the history and the secrets that he shared with us today. Over the next few weeks, we will have a networking expert. We will have the LinkedIn expert and a ghostwriter who explains how his story started. So make sure to stick with us as we come out every Monday with a new episode. Again, if you enjoyed this and you want to stay in the know, head over to shmuelseptimus.com. That's S-H-M-U-E-L-S-E-P-T-I-M-U-S.com and sign up to our email list and you will stay informed of all the new episodes and everything else that happens on the Love Your 9 to 5 show. Thank you for sticking with us.